This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is: Why do some people seem to enjoy hating or being angry? So I want to explain a little bit about why that happens. Anger is an intense emotional reaction to a perceived threat, violation, or insult, especially one that feels intentional or unjust. And then hate is a form of solidified anger. Uh, around a constant perception of threat, violation, or insult. So, if you can imagine that someone perceives、uh, an injustice happening that seems intentional,、uh, then and especially if it's you know going to impact them in some way or impact someone they love, then they're going to feel anger. But if they start to see that this is a perpetual situation, then that anger can turn into、uh, hatred.、Um, so, I call hatred solidified anger. Now, why do people get pleasure from either of those emotions? Well, on the human scale of emotion,、uh, we have this wide gradient of possible feelings. And on one end of the spectrum is where your heart feels generally open, and then you're more apt to feel things like joy,、uh, laughter, and love. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where your heart closes,、um, and you're more likely to feel sorrow,、uh, despair, or even hatred. Um, now, none of those feelings are bad in themselves. They're they're neutral. They're 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 messages from your brain and your heart and your body about how you're thinking and feeling. And it's important to get those messages. So, first of all, I want to make sure that we understand that nothing on this scale is evil or wrong. And they all serve a purpose in our evolution. It's important to feel anger. It's important to feel even despair at times or sorrow, because they all mean something and they're useful. Uh, it's when we get stuck, and so if we get stuck in perpetual anger, it solidifies into hatred, and in that solidification,、um, we can actually have still moments of joy. And so I'm going to give you、um, an example of, let's say, someone who has felt unwanted and rejected for most of their life. Let's say they have had a very unhappy childhood, feeling very unwanted or rejected, and powerless. And then they join a violent and angry gang, and for the first time they feel like they kind of belong, and they kind of feel like they have some power now because they've got a group with them. They're not so alone anymore. And then they go out and they start to,、um, you know, pick out targets, people who maybe trigger them or maybe remind them of something that they don't like, and then they beat that person up. Now, in that state of hatred, and anger and rage, they might feel some joy. And they might even laugh while they're kicking someone. And you think, well, how can joy and laughter from the spectrum of love be present in a place full of anger and hatred? Well, it's because it's contextual、um, within that scale of emotion where they felt maybe members of the gang individually felt very helpless, powerless. Uh, unwanted, rejected for most of their life, and then finally they move from that scale to feeling some sense of belonging, and some sense of justice being formed by their group beating up certain people. Then that sense of movement is what creates that laughter and that joy. So that's why people that you perceive as hateful can still feel、uh, a sense of elation or joy from doing something that seems、uh, very violent and hateful. Um, so, because they've moved up the scale from where they're feeling before, and we have to really recognize how important that scale of emotion is in your experience. When I was a child, I used to fluctuate between feeling、um, despair、uh, on one end, and then there's a feeling ca- I called numbness or emptiness, and I used to really 
hate that feeling. I hated feeling empty because that was when I felt nothing. And then I felt like I didn't care about anything and I felt closest to death because then I had a lot of thoughts about dying and different ways to die. And, and so those feelings were quite frightening and they felt terrible because I couldn't feel anything. And then I would move into anger. And when I moved to anger from despair or from apathy or numbness, it actually felt better. And I actually enjoyed that anger and I would relish it because it suddenly was like this burst of life force. It's like a fire and it has um, an energy to it, a possibility to it, like I think I can change something, maybe I can do something. And so possibility is present, life force is present and that feels better than apathy, numbness or uh, hopelessness and despair. And so when you move up that scale, it feels a little bit better. And so you start to feel some enjoyment from it. So I used to really like anger archetypes, um, characters who had a lot of anger in them, movies that talked about anger. Um, that theme came up a lot for me for many years because it was what I was studying. And so, but then as you study anger over and over and over again, there is the danger that it can turn into hatred. And so that's where I noticed that my life really solidified when I became hateful. I started hating specific people at first, those who seemed to be unkind or unfair to me, or those who rejected me. And then I started to hate generally all of humanity. And pretty soon I couldn't go into any place without hating most of the people in the room. And that hatred ate away at me until I felt like I, I didn't know what to do with it. And it was like a combination of rage that turned into hatred and then back to rage. It was feeding itself. And I realized I didn't want to live this way. And that the common denominator in all these situations was always me. That it was me that carried the anger and the hatred. And at first I thought, no, it's people. It's everywhere. People everywhere are terrible. But then I realized, no, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm carrying this? and deeply misunderstanding the situation. And so I started to really study my anger and study my hatred and see where it came from. Where was the threat that I felt? And I realized it's because I felt unwelcomed and unwanted in this world. And that I kept carrying that belief around everywhere and seeing it even if it wasn't really there. And so that transformation came from understanding where my hatred and where my anger came from. And so when you see I'm going to invite you, when you see someone hateful or angry in the world, first remove your own judgment and say this person has a scale of emotion and they obviously have moved away from something that's worse than anger. They maybe moved out of despair, they might have moved out of apathy, and so who am I to judge where they came from, but they moved away from something much worse than anger. And then their anger became hatred because it was maybe uh, instilled over a long period of time. So first stage is to remove your judgment and understand the scale of emotion. Second stage is to then understand what was the threat that they perceived. What was the insult or violation that they experienced? And if you can take the time to do a little research on this type of hatred or this type of anger out in the world, then you will start to understand some of the stories behind them. Maybe not every single story will re reveal itself to you, but you will learn more about why this type of hatred exists in the world. And then the third thing you can do when you understand where this hatred comes from in terms of where does the violation or original insult come from, then you can start to contribute your compassion and your action to actually change that 
So if you see racial hatred and prejudice, or you see gender or sexual orientation hatred, or any type of hatred in the world that really irks you and makes you feel really sad, then remove your judgment, take time to understand where the source comes from, why, who, who was violated, and how were they violated, and how are they perceiving that violation, and then how can you transform that perception in the world? And that is how you're going to be able to contribute to easing and dissolving that solidified anger, dissolving that hatred with your compassion and understanding, with your ability to uplift people with a new vision and new understanding so they stop perceiving constant threat, violation, or insult. And that is how we can change hatred and how we can actually withstand witnessing it without being deeply triggered into hatred ourselves. So I invite you this year to really take your time, if there's some kind of hatred that irks you, to really go through this process. Uh, I know that in the heart of every human is a desire to move up that scale of emotion, to open that heart, and little openings away from despair and apathy can be anger or even hatred for a period of time but then there is a possibility even for someone who has anger and hatred like I was to move away from that scale and continue down that scale into a heart opening place where they experience different levels of joy that comes from kindness compassion and understanding thank you so much for joining me if you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions workshops or online classes visit littlewood.org lots of love 